Dan Wilson wants a fastball away. Brown ball base hit in the right field. Heading for third is Terrence Long. The throw by Ichiro. Beautiful. Peggy got him. Holy smoke. A laser beam strike from Ichiro. To the third baseman, David Bell. And Terrence Long is gunned down at third base. What a throw. Two outs. Darts man off the bench. Gets an out speed pitch. Drives it down into the corner. Great speed on the bases. As Gamble will come all the way around for first in the secondary lead he gets. Off to the races. What a ball game. 7-6. Mariners back and forth we go. One out runner at second. Zanino get greedy. Zanino with a home run opposite field on a 3-2 pitch leading off the seventh. Gamble didn't make Look at it. Two hands on the he plate. He made sure he, he touched the plate. <laughs> and leave no question. 0-2 counted. Eduardo Nunez. Diaz delivers. Chopper right side. Healy make that run line. He's in a bad round. He's winning. 7-6 Seattle with a great come from behind win. They're now 22 and 10 in one run games. And even I feel like this is a historic day for us. Why is that? Because I am about to talk about the Oakland A's in a positive light. <laughs> As you should. They're on fire. But I mean, usually I would be able to find something to like say negative about them. Oh yeah. I can help you out. <sighs> it's it's not it's not easy being an A's fan. You're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Not as bad as the Mariner fans, but, you know. Well, at least the Mariners have fans, you know. These people (laughs) actually go to those games. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever been to Safeco or Seattle in general? It's beautiful. I've seen it on TV. (laughs) There's actually people people there. (laughs) As opposed to the uh, Wednesday night game that we went and saw the Astros, and there was... uh, Oh, that's great. 5,000 5, people. That was perfect. When you when there's more Houston Astros fans than Asians. No, no, dude, you cannot say that. That's if they hadn't have just won the World Series. Do you remember how many gold numbered jerseys we saw? It was atrocious. If the if the A's had won the World Series though, you'd be wearing a gold jersey too. Well, yeah, but I've also been an A's fan forever. You like, we could have gone up to any of those people and been like, you know, they used to play in the NL, right? And they'd be like, oh, what? Wow, that's crazy. Like, dude, they have no historical. They're like, the Rocket? Who's that? Clemens? <laughs> yeah, dude, don't don't even start. It's like all your 2011 Giants fans, dude. Same thing. Same thing. It happens every year. Except to the Royals. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, we got him. Well, we, we thank you for tuning in to episode 28 of the Baseball Podcast. That introductory audio was the infamous Ichiro throw in the uh, O.Co. Coliseum, throwing out my boy, Terrence Long, at third base, and then the Seattle Mariners mounting a comeback against the Boston Red Sox. And the Mariners are on fire this year. It's insane, and it's beautiful to watch. Yeah, the West is like 
turning out to be way more interesting than I think we thought. And it's also turning out to be interesting with the teams that we didn't expect <laughs> to be. I mean, the Angels are out of it, and that, that was a surprise. Like, I think that we both predicted that the Angels were going to be in the mix. And if we didn't, it was because we were out of spite, not because of this, what we really thought. Yeah. I actually, yeah. your, your predictions are more in line. You predicted Astros, Mariners, Angels, A's, then Rangers. I said Astros, Angels, A's, Mariners, Rangers. We both were spot on with the Astros and Mariners, probably. <laughs> or the, I'm sorry, the Astros and the Rangers. But. Well, the A's, getting back to your team. Yeah. They just kind of have like quietly been playing really well. And now all of a sudden people are starting to take notice because, I mean, there's still five games out of the wild card. But they were like 10 games out of the wild card like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the, the AL is going to be really tricky this year because one of the wild card teams is coming out of the AL East. Yeah, that's basically a fact unless something and catastrophic it, happens. But. There is most likely going to be a wild card team with more than 100 wins. And they might not even let anybody come out of the central. <laughs> Can we? The, the division, the AL Central, the Indians might miss the playoffs and be the division winner. Oh, That's man. how bad that division is. It's disgusting. Like, normally, I really hate that conversation where people are like, "It should be like basketball," where like you get rid of the divisions and it's just from each conference. And. This year, I'm like, ooh, maybe that's not such a bad idea. No, no, I absolutely disagree. No, you have to keep... Because, like, the Warriors are, what, they just won three out of four years? I don't even... What are they, Pacific Division? Who knows? It's They basically made it just a copycat, you know, such a symmetrical league with no need for divisions. It's terrible. And then they're talking about even get, getting div- rid of the conferences. It's like, oh, disgusting. Yeah, that's 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 rough. Yeah. I don't actually think that I do love the like divisional races in baseball. It's just like, oh yeah, man, the central is bad, and there's always like one division. Yeah, you're never gonna have six, you know, ripping division races. That's just that's just part of it. But we're lucky enough to have the AL East and AL West. It's like I can't think of a time when, like, this happens in football where a team will get in like with a 500 record or like even a sub 500 record no like it, it, football it happened a few years ago but it's like i remember way, it was like one way year more this, infrequent this, than basketball like the seattle mariners or seattle uh, seahawks had like a losing record and they got into the playoffs one year yeah but they did beat the saints so it was still impressive but yeah no th- nothing is wrong with what, the, the system the baseball system but what i'm just, saying is it's just bad cleveland could finish around 500 and still make the playoffs as a division winner. Yeah. I, I have said be this before. I they, was they'll... way off in my uh-huh. prediction that they were going to be the best team in baseball. <laughs> oh, we both have them in the World Series, them and the Nationals. And this is why <laughs> this isn't our job, okay? We have real jobs, and this is why we, yeah, this is just fun. I mean, I think the people whose job this is, though, are also not doing that much of a better job. That's true. And then they get their yeah. predictions. Then we they get they get paid to do it too. So, yeah. But man, it's... the A's, and it's. I'm really curious to see what they're going to be doing, come, 
the trade deadline, which is upon us. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, they have the second some, best time of the year behind winter meetings. They have some really intriguing players that they could trade. But why would you, right? Like, what, what should yeah. they do? Like, as, as an A's fan, what would you like them to do? You know what is really interesting to me is how they're doing it, too. It's very atypical Billy Bean fashion, who is, as many of us know, your arch nemesis. But if you look at guys like Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, their corner infielders, who are homegrown, you got Sean Manaya throwing no-hitters against the t- one of the top two teams in the AL East. All right, that it's, was like three months ago. I think we could move yeah, on that. But. It's still a no-hitter, bro. Don't, you know? He's almost caught Nolan Ryan, probably. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If he just does it like, you know, 10 more times. But, and you know what is also intriguing is that they're going out and they're offering dudes like Chris Davis, multi-year contracts. They're trying to sign Matt Chapman through his arbitration, which he said no, LOL. But, you know, whatever. But it's just interesting. It's almost change in philosophy a little bit. You know, they're not going to trade Olsen. They're not going to trade Chapman. I like Lowry because he's actually doing well this year. I mean, you can't trade him if you're in the hunt, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it I is going to be interesting. They they are starting to behave more like other small market teams that have been successful recently, like the Royals yeah. and the Indians, for instance, of like, to your point, like trying to extend homegrown players um, early before the rest of the league catches on to their value. Um, and it's really working for them. I think another huge strength for them and like somewhere they could trade if they decided to from is their bullpen. Their bullpen has been really good. Uh, particularly Blake, Blake Trident is like one of the top closers in the league. Yeah, super quietly too. Like when they got him back from the Nationals – um, in that trade where they gave uh, the Nationals, uh, I think it was Madsen and Doolittle. It was like, man, what are you going to do with Trinan? Because like, he was supposed to be the Nationals closer, and he just collapsed. Yeah. And they got him back in line. This dude is throwing fire. And it would be interesting to see, because that's like a standard Billy Bean move, is to trade, like even if they're still contending or planning to contend, even if they're going to be buyers. Yeah. I'm, I wonder if they're going to still trade Blake Trinan. Maybe this is an atypical Billy Bean year, though, and he, he holds on to him. I don't know. This is my theory. Because who's the, who is the actual GM of the A's now? What's his name? Oh, it's escaping me. Stand by one. It's like the funny thing with the A's is, like, Billy Bean has not been the GM of the A's in, like, so yeah. long. David Forst. So I think this is what's happening, is that Billy Bean is like, you know what? It's time for me to let someone else make some decisions. David Forst, I'm going to let you have the reins. I'm going to stop screwing everything up for everybody <laughs> and just destroying this franchise year after year. And that's why they're they're doing good. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't I'm know. Whatever actually, they're doing, it's working. They got like a weird platoon outfield with a bunch of dudes that you wouldn't... Chad Pinder, you know, Stephen Piscotti. Thank God Chris Davis is a DH because watching him whip around that noodle arm and throw it 18 feet every time is horrendous. So, 
Yeah, I mean, Dustin Fowler has been playing pretty well. Steve Piscotti yes. is starting starting to heat up. Um, Dustin Fowler, man. Uh, A's are looking like winners of that trade with Sonny Gray going four innings and giving up six earned every time. I mean, this is this is what I'll say about that trade. So last year, the A's traded Sonny Gray to the Yankees for two injured players. One was Dustin, Flower, F- Dustin Fowler, who was having... I forget exactly what the surgery was, but he like burst his patella. Yeah, on the on the electrical box at, at the uh, bank, whatever that place. That's uh, what is it called? Comerica. Guaranteed rate. Guaranteed white rate right. field. Oh yeah, guaranteed rate field. <laughs> the White Sox. Um, and James Caprillion, who I think might actually end up being the steal from this whole trade once he comes back from Tommy John. This dude was like. Projected to be a frontline starter, um, and he the the Yankees traded him while he was getting Tommy John, and then Jorge Mateo, who I think is just going to end up being like a Gerard Dyson type. Like he's never really going to make an impact, but he might like be your guy in the playoffs. That's like your pinch runner, and that makes yeah, a couple you're, like important. Your Terrence Gore, exactly. Yeah, he's got the dude. The dude doesn't really have much of a bat, but he. If is anybody like, should know the pain of a fast guy in the playoffs, it would be. It would be the Yankees fans with the old Dave Roberts there. <laughs> you know, when you have, when you tr- have a play just known as the steal, uh, it's pretty impactful. I'm trying yeah. to be nice about your team. <laughs> Ooh, I love and, it. And, you know, you just got to. A little background story that. for those who are listening. It's been a contentious week. Because the Catman and I are in a fantasy baseball league, and we had a four-day battle trying to get a trade done, and it's been gone, of, un- unsettled since. So there's a lot of, a lot of tension here. A lot of things were said. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of character uh, bashing and whatnot. <laughs> yes. A lot of, a lot but, of emotion was unleashed. Yes, the A's are exciting. I like that they're doing things differently than they have in the past, but. And I hate to be the rain cloud of doom, but I've watched this team my whole life. So let's just pump the brakes. Hopefully, they don't trade for John Lester, and he blows it to the in the AL wildcard game. So, and it's tough because they're doing really good, but also you're going to have a hundred win wildcard team. So getting that second wildcard, you know, it's one, it's not going to be easy, and two, it's not going to be easy, easy to win that game. So going into the All Star break. You have this is the wild card right now. And I actually don't expect this to change much beyond New York and Boston possibly swapping places. But you have New York with the first wild card. Four games back from that is Seattle with the second wild card game. So a second wild card spot. And then five games back from Seattle is Oakland. And then you have Tampa Bay nine and a half games back in, in LA, ten games back. So really the only team that consider could consider themselves contenders that does not have a spot right now is Oakland, right? Like if you're Tampa or LA, like you're not making moves to go for it yeah. for the second wild card spot, like because your division is out of reach. So, what is Oakland gonna do here? Like, I mean, you're, they're not gonna make the John Lester move. They're not gonna make the Samarja move this year. You know, like doesn't make any sense. Like, they probably shouldn't even really do anything. And 
I would, if I was you, I would want them to to trade and get their team better because I think next year this team is going to be really good. They're going to get some of their young pitching back from injury. Um, their young out, their young infield is like developed more. Like this isn't like their year, you know. Like it's yeah years are ahead ahead of them, I think. But but I mean, who are you suggesting they trade though? I mean, first and foremost, I would trade. Uh, Trinan and Trevino. Um, I would probably, if any, if people were willing to, I think uh, Petit would be a good trade as well. Uh, he proved himself to be a valuable playoff pitcher in the past, and um, he's like a true swing man. That not there's not that many of those out there. Um, I would try and trade Jed Lowry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we laugh now, but. Jed Lowry is old, and he we make fun of him because he's goofy with his two-flap helmet. But the dude has been raking. So if you're, I mean, I hate to even say it, but like, I, I don't even want to throw the Yankees out there. They don't need him. But if you're a contender team on the, you know, if you're like a fringe team, he could do some positive. You know who I think he'd be perfect for? Is uh, Cleveland. Yeah. And I was going to say that would be the only positive of getting the wild card. And if you get through the tough wild card game, you get to play an 80 win Cleveland team and uh, probably sweep them. So, <laughs> all right. Thing we, about, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll no, talk no, about that later. Yeah. We, we, uh, bel- so, we belabored on my athletics for, for long enough. So, on the other end of the spectrum, what in the hell is going on with the Nationals? Dude, I mean, you sit there in the beginning of the year, and it's everyone, and I was on this thing, you know, oh, they're injured, blah, blah, blah. No, dude, they are faltering. In a division, they, I don't know, it's not as easy as previous years, but come on, it's the NL East. Like, get your stuff together, you know? And If the A's were the in, shi- the, if the A's were in the NL East, the A's would be in first place. Yep. Same with the NL West. Boom. Um, same with the AL Central. AL Central, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, and the shift is absolutely killing Bryce Harper. I think Bryce Harper is killing Bryce Harper, too. This dude has like lost all concept of control of the strike zone. Yeah. Um. He's, just, he's hitting just, like 219, but he's got an OPS at 379, so everyone's like, oh, but he's walking so much. He's walking so much. It's like, yeah, that, you still have to hit the ball, okay? The dude is a, in a contract year. This is it's going to be rough. He's a clown. No, he, I mean, he's, yeah, he's a clown, I mean, they, but he's still going to get paid. They are dealing with to be fair, a ton of injuries. Uh, and they've had some players that they expected to be performing better. Like there's like a number of elite players on this team, right? And mm-hmm. how many of them are actually playing like elite players? Oh, one? Ma- what? Trey Turner, maybe? Max- I was going to say Max Scherzer. Not that start against Trey- Boston. Yeah, Max Scherzer's last couple starts have not been like vintage Max Scherzer, but... yeah. I mean, Trey Turner is playing better. He's fine. Like, Trey Turner is, is a good player, but he's not like... I mean, I was exp- I was 
predicting him to be in the MVP conversation. Ooh, I don't know about that. And he still could be because the NL MVP pool is brutal. <laughs> like I think like the one thing that the All Star Game selections have revealed this year is like the NL sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like you could field a better team from the AL players that didn't get picked than what the NL is putting up. That's quite as possible. Their starters. Quite possible. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, their starting pitching is just like brutal. Like Gio Gonzalez has been awful. Um, yeah, it's just. We need to get Strasburg. Yeah. Who knows when he's going to ever pitch again? He's like the bubble boy. Yeah, dude. That's unfortunately the narrative about him, but he's so good when he's on. It's frustrating. Lost, Dusty Baker lost his job because he hurt his feelings, and this dude still isn't <laughs> playing. Ridiculous. How much do you think they regret their decision to not rehire Dusty Baker? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I don't know if Dusty Baker would be making this. You know, they're not going to be a lead in the division just because they got Dusty Baker. I think it's just a culmination of everything. It's not like Dave Martinez is out there pulling a uh, Gabe Kapler, going through eighty pitchers and stuff. Hey, that's like that. that's first place, Gabe Kapler for you. Yeah. Still, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Man, this team. I'm I'm very curious to see the moves they make because they have so many weird needs. Like, there's a lot of p- places they could upgrade, but like they're also being like those positions are being fielded right now by players that aren't playing up to their normal level. Yeah. So like, do you upgrade at first when like? Zimmerman might be coming back. You have Matt Adams and Mark Reynolds that are playing pretty good. You know, like, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, I think that they need a catcher so bad. (laughs) Yeah. That's been like part of the narrative I've been hearing about their starting pitching, having trouble is like the catchers that they have. I think Severino and I can't remember the other guy's name. What Matt Wieters? No, Matt Wieters has been out. Yeah. He's been, he's been hurt. Oh, the other guy that got in there now? Yeah, so Weeders is coming back. I think he might actually already be back. Yeah, they they activated him. No, he got no retweets. (laughs) He still still sucks. Key boom? Matt Weeders, he's got to go. Yeah, he sucks, dude. Get JT Romuto. It doesn't matter what you have to do. This might be your last year with Bryce Harper. Get it done, dude. Get Wilson Ramos. That's who I want them to get. Oh, that'd be good. The person, too. the person they should have had from the beginning. Just like they should have done what Tampa Bay did. It's stupid that they didn't. Like he was a very successful catcher for you for a long time. He knows your pitching staff really well. Dude, blew his knee out, and you just let him go. And Tampa Bay signs him for nothing. And now mm. they're gonna fleece you in a, in a trade. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I love. I, I think you. I, if you're them, you gotta get it going, though. You gotta go for it. You gotta do something. They're five games maybe, back of Philly and Atlanta right now. 
I don't know where where you're gonna play him, but maybe they need a little shot of Jed Lowry in there, you know? Oh yeah, dude. Make him catch. He could throw on some. He could throw on a chest. <laughs> I mean, he could he throw probably... on a helmet and a chest guard. <laughs> probably do better than what these clowns are doing right now. Yeah. So we got some big deal demotions. Oh yeah. This first one, I'll let you lead it because I know this is one of your favorite players to talk about. <laughs> your boy is an idiot. And the word idiot is synonymous with Ken Giles of the World Series winning Houston Astros. He infamously punched himself in the face earlier this year. Then he did pretty good after that, probably because he you know, got a concussion or something like that. He didn't think about it so much. He's got a 499 ERA. His K rate is down. And he blew his last few saves. And then, I don't know if you saw this, he's handing the ball to A.J. Hinch, who seems like a lovely man. And he says, F you, man. It's very clearly. He just tells his his manager to uh, basically F off. And then he's demoted basically instantly. <laughs> yeah. Get it, kind of the, cur- the curious thing about this is he's actually been pitching a little bit better lately. Um, his last two starts, or his last two uh, appearances were not good. But prior to that, he was actually pitching pretty well. And like, if you hear um, Aaron Hinch's uh, interview with reporters, like after it's announced, it's like super telling. Oh, like, really? This is like a 60 40, 60 mental, 40 mechanics thing. Mm. Like, he was basically like, this dude's got to get himself under control. <laughs> yeah. Space case, dude. Get it together. Seems Man, more like I a mean, fi- he seems more like a Philly to me. <laughs> Psychopath. He really does. <laughs> I was looking at it because I, I had forgotten about the trade that was made. And I had thought that... Um, the Astros got completely fleeced. And they might still. But Vince Velasquez was like the the highlight of this trade. And Vince Velasquez is like not anything too special. So. (laughs) Oh, Mark Appel went in that trade too. Um, The former first round pick who I think is out of the Ooh, oh yeah, now. he's done. The, you know who got picked yeah. after after Mark Appel? Chris Bryant. Oops. <laughs> Whoops a daisy. Can, Can you, you imagine, imagine that? If the, if the Astros oh. had Chris Bryant, that would just be obscene. And Guriel never existed. <laughs> Chris oh, Bryant man. would just play first and put Bregman at third. Oh my goodness, unstoppable. Ridiculous. Also, a guy who we like, Miguel Sano, DFA'd, hitting 203, 675 OPS with seven home runs. Yeesh. There's, this is like the second. I wish I could remember this dude's name because I bring him up all the time. But they had that Korean power hitter that they also kind of had a similar experience with. Like the Twins have just been having some major player development problems lately. Um and your boy, 
Byron Buxton is right there with him. But yeah, Miguel Sano. I mean, this dude was runner-up to the home run derby last year. Not that that means anything, but like to go from that to go from being an all-star to being in AAA for the Twins, who's like they're not even competing right now. Yeah. Brutal. Like, whew, that is rough. And I haven't been watching enough Twins games to like know what specifically is going on with him. I imagine he's kind of a free swinger. I imagine he's just like not controlling the zone at all. But yeah, and this is just like what a blow for a team that can't afford to miss on these type of guys. And, you know, hopefully they pull it together. But like a couple of years ago, you know, it's like twins have Barrios, Sano, Buxton. Like this team is gonna be like ruling the central soon. Like they have three perennial all stars. And now it's like Barrios has been playing a lot better. Like, pretty good this year. But the other two, it's like, man, I mean, it's not too late, but it's not looking too great right now. Your boy Buxton. Ooh. I, I didn't realize how awful of a season Buxton was actually having. Like, this is insane. This yeah, dude, and he was hitting last year, too. That's a frustrating thing. I picked him as my dark horse candidate for the MVP this year. <laughs> He might still get it. It'll just be with the, uh, <laughs> just be in, it'll just be in AAA, but. The Rochester Royals or whatever. <laughs> um, in 90 at bats, like he has been injured and he did, he had a hairline fracture in his foot. Um, so he, he had some like fluke injury and then in his rehab, he, um, Still, like he was rehabbing the minors, and he fouled a ball off his foot and got a hairline fracture in his foot. That set him back. So he just finished his rehab stint a week ago, and they assigned him to AAA. Hmm. So he didn't like. Technically, he didn't get sent down. He just didn't continue back up. Yeah, um, he did. And ninety at bats this season. He has a one fifty six batting average and a three eighty three. OPS. That's not his on-base percentage, Brian. That's his OPS. Ugh. That's bad. Ooh. Man, I just, yeah. And he's, speed kills, but speed only kills when you're on base, so no good. To be be fair, he only had 90 at-bats, but they're obviously seeing something in AAA that's, like, not probably not much better than what he's doing now so yeah yeah this is super bummer for the twins i mean you would love for them to be able to have a strong core going forward make the central interesting again but yeah we'll see we'll see if they can pull it together i'm I'm worried about my boy paul molitor i hope he doesn't lose his job <laughs> yeah yeah, that would, yeah, that would rough, suck. Rough stuff for the Twins. Speaking of the streaking Mariners, they might have been dealt a death blow the other day. Why is that? James Paxton mm. pulled in the first. Uh, his velocity was down in the outing. 
They're saying it was lower back stiffness and it's not a big deal. However, there's another pitcher I know that had lower back stiffness and it's a real big deal. And his name is Clayton Kershaw. And it's like oh. crippled him over the last like three seasons. Paxton's Canadian though. He's a man. Kershaw Kershaw's weak. Get out I mean, here. speaking as someone who also has back problems, I can relate. <laughs> I know. Oh, I this is, are you referring to you? Yes. Okay. I could have been pitching. I could have been pitching in the bigs. You couldn't have been pitching slow pitch softball. These dudes are grown men athletes with the best medical tr- staff in the world, basically at their at their disposal. Um. I got a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I think it's safe to say we're both kind of rooting for the Mariners. Yeah, this season, no, right? I agree. I agree. I'm hoping that this is not a big deal. That he's back soon. Yeah. And maybe maybe he doesn't even miss a start with the All Star game. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. This is this is not good. Speaking <sighs> of really not good, <sighs> I had this dude at the top of my trade list. And I was actually really hoping the Yankees were going to trade for him. Garrett Richards. Why would you hope that? Because he's good. No, he's not. This poor guy, dude. This is the dude that was covering first base and his legs crumpled, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he he came back from that. He also, he has a partial tear, like your boy Tanaka in his UCL. Well, that tear is partial no more. Uh, he's getting TJ. Uh, he announced it yesterday. Uh, so he's obviously got gone. And the real bummer for him is this is his free agent year. Mm. But he'll make a good brave next year, making two million bucks. I mean, I I feel like he could have gotten them a pretty decent return. Like, the starting pitching market is so bad this year. The trade deadline I'm talking about. That, like, he could have got, like, the Angels could have gotten something for him. And, uh, obviously, just a bummer for everybody involved. Speaking of often injured people, Shelby Miller in his fourth game back from Tommy John rehab uh, was pulled for elbow inflammation. Anytime this guy's name is in the news, it's bad news bears. And the Diamondbacks are looking like idiots for trading for him. Tony La Russa is one of the dumbest people in baseball. Well, it's, like not, it's a, not like Ender and CRT and your boy Dansby Swanson are doing anything in Atlanta. So, <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm joking. Well, Dansby, no, they're killing Dan, it. Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson is a, is a moron. He's fine. Yeah. Man, what a what an awful, awful trade. And it's like it's kind of crazy how often we are reminded of how awful this trade was. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Tony LaRussa, like, there was a brief period of baseball time where his like knowledge aligned with like what baseball was. And then like 
baseball evolved in their thinking and analysis, and Tony Larusa never did. Yeah. And stick to ARF, dude. Stick to getting dogs and cats adopted. Leave the baseball to the to the young men. <laughs> what a what a doofus. That dude cost so many people their jobs because they like completely cleaned house in in Arizona after after he like set them back five years. Somehow they're <laughs> still able to like be competitive, but after yeah, all the damage well, he did because they're in the NL West. Like the AL East is like it's a it's a race, right? It's like a hare, you know, or like a rabbit, you know, exciting, quick. The rest is like a turtle race or like a snail race. It's like, oh, I guess like it's the Giants and D backs and Rockies and Dodgers like kind of winning every other day to compete to see who's gonna win. It's like no one wants it, you know. They're just like, uh hilarious. Yeah, I mean it's like it's a four it's like it's the tightest race in baseball right now, right? Yeah. There's no other there's no other division that's as close as the NL West, but it's like a bunch of teams a little bit over five hundred. None of them are very good. And I'm just praying that Colorado can get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, NL West sucks. All right. Speaking of the Braves, they are one of our teams that we did not expect to be contending halfway through the year. And they still are. It's pretty amazing. I got to keep on waiting for their pitching to, like, sink them. And it hasn't happened. Yeah, like that, I mean, that's, that's their one big negative, right? Yeah. And it's just like, you look at their starting five, and it doesn't seem like they should be where they are. Like Fulton, Fulton Evich, I never say his name right. Fulton Evich, yeah. Fulton, you say it really fast. Fulton Evich. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Gesundheit, <laughs> yeah. That dude's been a stud. Sean Newcomb. I feel like the cracks are starting to show a little bit. And I think that dude, like, will be a really good pitcher. And maybe he'll be still continue to be a really good pitcher this year, but, like, his walk rate's going up. He hasn't been, like, as effective in his last couple starts. Julio Tehran, I am so done with this dude. <laughs> and part of it is I've been drafting Julio Tehran for years in my fantasy leagues. And this dude, like... He'll be awesome for two starts, and then he'll have three starts where he gives up, like, 20 runs in three starts, and you drop him. And then, like, the very next start he makes, like, he strikes out 15 people in eight innings. You know, it's like this, this dude is just, it's like the, the model of inconsistency. Um, I got to say, though, one of my favorite stories going on right now is Annabelle Sanchez, who has been pitching – Pretty well. He's still alive, folks. Yeah. <laughs> like when when I first saw like him in a box score, I was like, wait, is that the same Anibal Sanchez? Like I had to like go and look at his like career stats to, to yeah. double check. He's 34 years old and he had a disastrous last year. But he's been really good for them. Um 
so far this year. So I don't know. Uh, I I'm starting to realize that the the NL East is kind of mediocre, and like maybe they are going to be able to keep this up the whole rest of the season. Yeah, I knew my boy Mike Soraka was on the DL. I didn't realize he was on the 60-day right shoulder inflammation. Yeah. yeah, he came off a DL, and he had like two stars, and he went right back on. Oof. But I don't know, man. I think they they might be legit. I'm, and like, they're a team, too. It's like, where do you want to see them at? Yeah, they all, them and the A's are almost like a team where you get to the – Right to the deadline, and then you go, uh, we're going to be sellers, or, you know, we're going to be buyers. It's not real clear-cut right now. Yeah, like, I mean, I can see them adding to their bullpen, and they need rotation help, but like we talked about, there's not really much out there. It's like, do you really want to... Like, their infield and their outfield are good. Like, there's no space to really replace anybody and like anyone you would potentially be replacing is someone that you're developing well speaking of starting pitching help the giants let the yankees know that jeff samarja is available oh oh thank goodness i oh no we already have a uh sunny gray thank you (laughs) jesus goodness so i i live and work in san francisco and i'm surrounded by giants fans and I've been really enjoying talking about future Yankees ace Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> oh, not happening, dude. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But no. there's nothing that drives a Giants fan more insane than, talk, than because, talking about Bumgarner or Buster Posey not being on the Giants. Because then one of the three people that they know on that team is going to be gone, you know? True. Like, like they they can only memorize three names or something like that, or that's like all they can fit on their iPad note, and then they can't even remember their whole name. They got to give them an animal name, so it makes sense, you know. Like all panda, you know, giant for life. It's like no, well, he was in Boston for like four years. Oh, well, he's back now, you know. So I got my hat, you know. Uh, we got a shark. I know that. I remember shark. I remember uh, Mad Bum. Yeah, uh, Buster Posey. Like oh the horse yeah it's like no nah, Matt Kane retired they're like oh who, Matt K- Kane who's what is that you know it's like oh goodness do do Posey and Bumgarner have animal names I don't think so interesting should we come up with them to help either. the Giants fans <laughs> I mean Bumgarner they have to do something with the snot rockets like some sort of like spitting cobra or something yeah. I don't know. That's more. That's more there. I'll leave that to them. Facebook, like Buster and, po- Facebook, and Zoo nicknames. Name Buster Posey is like a <laughs> golden retriever. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's kind of boring. It's kind All of right. a boring <laughs> dog that everyone likes. No, he's like he's one of those that is faulted for being so consistently good. You know, it's like oh, what is he hitting? Like three thirties a catcher? Like eh, whatever. It's like no, like no one else does that, dude. Come on. <laughs> He's like a defensive yeah, I, stud, you know. We have gotten into many fights about this. I am a big Buster Posey defender and feel like he is yeah. underrated in the, the baseball world, even though yeah. he gets voted on, like starts the all-star team. Well, like Contreras is starting over him. Oh, and Buster's not even going. 
Yeah. Well, uh, his so ankles like, flared up again from that Marlins hit or what? You know, <laughs> this is what we're going to do next time that we're together in person. I'm going to have you line up yeah, and protect protect the plate, and I'm going to come sliding into you. You got your back brace on or what? And see what happens. <laughs> All right, let's we'll rip see. through, let's we'll rip through these happens. other teams. We got We got better stuff to get on with here. Phillies, surprised they're still contending. But I'm also not that surprised, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, we knew the NL East was not going to be... We we figured it would be Washington ahead by a lot, and then the Phillies are the Braves. And it's it's the Phillies who are ahead. I think the coolest thing with the Phillies is that Aaron Nola has turned into one of the best pitchers in the National League. Yes. It's been awesome. And they're and one of their relief pitchers has the best name in baseball. Who that? Sir Antonor Dominguez. <laughs> That's right. He's on my fantasy team. Um, the Brewers. I I put them on here. It's not that I'm necessarily surprised they're still contending. I'm just like they've been in first place like pretty much the whole year. Yeah, I think it's. I think I'm surprised in the manner of which they're contending and the emergence of uh, of Jesus Aguilar. Yeah, dude's a stud. Should not Is have an- taken the final MLB final vote to get him in the All Star game either. No, that was ridiculous. And like, I realize that I'm saying the same thing for every team, but there's another team. I think we talked about like we were both kind of bummed that they didn't use their surplus in the outfield to trade for pitching in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was going to be their downfall. And it, that's not been holding them back so far. So we don't even need to talk about the other team that I put on that list. Um, the, the Giants? Teams that are, what are you talking yeah, about? I mean, what a, They're doing a lot better than I expected. They are doing a lot better. And, like, and they're actually enjoyable to watch, which I didn't expect either. Like, Longoria, you know, and we made fun of Longoria McCutcheon for being old and whatnot, but they're an enjoyable team. Well, Longoria's, like, been out for a couple weeks. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, season-wide spectrum. I gotcha, I gotcha. It, yeah, I mean, except yeah, for Hunter they, Strickland. They are, that dude is a goon. And we, we'll just lightly touch on how he blew a, a save, then he punched a door and broke his hand like an idiot. So, DFA like that dude. the best thing that ever happened to them. DFA that dude. Their bullpen has re- turned into a really good bullpen. And it's all like old dudes. Yeah. Old dudes die in August. That's Mark Melanson is not we'll exactly see. consistent. I got to tell you who I, I'm really enjoying watching for them is Alan Hansen. Oh, yeah. That dude's a badass. This dude, he's like a former top prospect that never really panned out. Got, he's been on like 20 teams and just like... Got picked up by the Giants during uh, right before spring training, and he's been a beast for them. Dude, I want to know where they, I want to know where they get these infielders that hit left-handed and just rake. Crawford, Panic, yeah. Allen Hansen. It's I love it. And Panic is or uh, Crawford is having an awesome year too. Yeah, that um, dude's a stud. All, all right. right. Well, should we move past? Uh, to our trade conversations. Yeah, we got to rip through these quickly. Well, I mean, however you want to do it, but 
the big the big fish would be Manny Machado. Where do you think he's going? I I really think he's going to LA. And I know that like this is not the kind of trade that Andrew Friedman makes. And he's like notoriously stingy with his prospects. And there's a lot of teams in on him. So it's not like he's going to be able to get some bargain on Machado. But their need is just so strong there. And he could play shortstop. Because Seager's out for the year. I think he'll like only he play shortstop, right? Well, he's, he's said that it's his strong preference. Okay. And like it's not like he's being traded, so it's not like... Like, I think when he he can be a little bit more forceful about that in the offseason when he signs his contract. But Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do if you end up on the Yankees and they're like, well, you're not playing short, so you can either yeah. sit on the bench or... <laughs> um, I think the Brewers would be cool. I want I, I want him to go to... The, I don't like Manny Machado. I don't like rooting for Manny Machado, but if he was on the Brewers, I would like that a lot. I agree. I agree. And I feel like the Brewers, like the, the Orioles are ex- specifically looking for pitching prospects so that they can ruin more young men's dreams. Yeah. And destroy their careers. Yeah. The worst pitching development system in the bigs. Um, <laughs> I feel like we need to do a podcast where we just talk about how awful the Orioles are as an organization. Yes, yeah, I feel like we hit on it every week. What are you talking about? Every time that I do my jabroni of the week, I always want to put someone from the Orioles organization on there. And I have to <laughs> stop myself. I think, I think it would be awesome, too, if he ended up on the Diamondbacks. That'd be interesting as well. Well, see, I don't think he's going to the Yankees. I know that's been talk, being talked about a lot. I, think I don't think they need him. They don't. They, need they a don't pitcher. need him. And you're going to give up. Uh, prospects for someone that you don't really need is a rental. Yeah. Keyword rental. He's going to be a free like agent I, at the end of the year. I would much prefer them to overpay for Brad Hand than for them to get Manny Machado. I agree. All right. Let's, we, let's pick two more high profile guys. And then we'll fit. You want to do the rest of the trade next week? Sounds good. All right. Okay, well, not necessarily the most high-profile guy, but Hap has been talked about as, like, the top pitching acquisition for a while now, and this dude's last three starts have been dismal. He got destroyed by Boston last night. And granted, this Boston, but he's just not been. Sean Manai, no hit them, if you're wondering for some reference. (laughs) In, In April. Oh, what does that mean? Like it was a different roster? Come on, dude. Don't give me that. We're only talking about Jay Happ because he's going to the Yankees. I don't think he is, man. I don't think Jay Happ's going anywhere. Hmm. I really don't. Like, I think that he kind of blew it for himself and for the Blue Jays. Because why are you going to give up anything for a guy that is showing immediate regression? No, I mean it's three bad starts. You know how? how I don't know. Dudes, I mean, this, dudes, dudes were trading for Jaime Garcia at the end of the deadline. They traded for him twice last year. 
But these are like three phenomenally bad starts. I think he gave up five plus runs on all these starts. And this is the time of year where the sample size matters. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, he might get traded still, but I, I don't think he's going to the Yankees anymore. I think that last night sealed the deal on that. Yeah. Hmm. I uh, think that the Yankees are, are probably going to – they're going to get a, a starter for sure, but I think they're also going to try and focus on getting high-end bullpen guys. Speaking of, why don't we gr- group these two together, even though they're slightly different in terms of their contracts. But uh, Brad Hand, who's been on the trading block for it seems like the last 20 years, and um, Zach Britton. That's tough. Ah, I can see Britain and the Yankees, too. I'm saying, just because they've been connected for so long, Britain to the Strohs, Hand to the Red Sox. I think that should be reversed. I would love it if the Astros went after Brad Hand. I think they need him really bad. I think that they have a false sense of confidence after getting through the playoffs last year without like a clear uh, closer. Um, I think that's like the one thing missing from that team. Like if they got Brad Hand, ooh. And there's like I've been hearing talk about like, well, Brad Hand's never been in like high-profile situations. You don't know how he's going to perform. It's like who cares, dude? The guy's oh, the guy's really good. It's so dumb. I hate that argument. All right, we'll save the rest of the trades for uh, for next week, and we're gonna rip through our overreactions. <laughs> So these are things that are being talk about, talk, talked about in baseball and our opinion on if they are legit or not. Number one, Jesus Aguilar, an elite player. Legit. He's so likable. Total legit. <laughs> this dude is a stud. Total I badass. love the, like, the team with like Jesus Aguilar, Lorenzo Kane, Eric Thames, like, man, this team rules. This team is so much fun to root for. Yeah. All right, Max Muncy, legit all-star. Uh, overreaction. Dude sucks. He's going to be in uh, He's gonna be a Las Vegas area 51 next year. Get out of here. I kind of agree with you a little bit. I feel like this guy's kind of like a Trevor Story. He's like a Trevor Story type. Dude, he's like a flash in the pan. He had exactly. a one quarter of a half of a good year. Like, get out of here, dude. Don't be... Don't be trying to say he should be an all-star. Get out yeah. of here. Future, future outfielder of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, exactly. Trevor Bauer, legit ace. I'm still, I still think this is an overreaction. I've been dude. burned by him too many times. No, dude. The dude's a weirdo, but he's a stud. We'll uh, I, did... I, I, I want to see this a little bit longer before I'm willing to go there with him. No, he's good, dude. Did you see the Did you see the video of him shake off his catcher eight times when he's facing Joey Votto? That was incredible. Did. And then did you see the reaction from both of them? It was pretty badass. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Joey, Joey Votto was like the dude got way better, and he's like, dude, he's Joey Votto. He's like, I can't do anything that I've ever done before. Like he's just gonna make up a pitch on the mound, you know? Yeah. Nate Avaldi, is he this good? Nah, he sucks. No. He sucks. <laughs> I've wa- I've had to suffer through this dude pitching for the Yankees for too many seasons, dude. Like this guy, he has this happens to him all the time. 
because he has absolutely no movement on his fastball. He throws fast. Yeah, just a dart. So he'll he'll string together a couple good starts, and then he just gets destroyed. Yeah. The dude's gonna dude's gonna have a worse ERA than Matt Moore after the All Star break. Ooh. All right, Jose Ramirez, best player in baseball. Immediately you say no because Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Fair enough. I also I kind of thought this is not an overreaction. I think that Jose Ramirez is like finally getting the national recognition that he deserves. Oh, dude, he's such a stud. And he's like a switch, a short guy, switch hitter, plays for the Indians. Love steals it. Steals bases, hits for power, good defense. Yeah. I'd say top three. Let's say top three. Ah, I agree. Javier Baez, MVP candidate. Are you kidding? This guy sucks. <laughs> this guy should be in Iowa City. <laughs> this guy's a clown. I hate this guy. Javier Baez, you stink. Overwatch. Yeah, he makes a couple flashy tags. He's a jackass. Get out of here. Reds, are they leaving the rebuild and contenders next year? Hell no, they ain't contending next year. I think that they could have like a Braves Philly season next year. I'm I'm no. saying not an overreaction. Dude, I say trade Scooter Jeanette, keep Votto because he's old and his contract's fat. Well, and he's not like Rado is like refusing to go anywhere too. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, well, he's crazy. Yeah, dude, Jose Peraza, start dealing these dudes off. I I couldn't disagree with you more. I think that they are gonna be legit starting next season. Hmm. Does uh, Homer Bailey give you that inspiration? <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay, um, is the experiment working? No. I mean, I agree with you, but then like as I'm like thinking about this question, it's like, well, it kind of is. Nah. I mean, their the record was showing that it is, but I I don't think like I don't see this as a long term solution. Yeah, no, nah, not buying it. Seattle Mariners playoff team. I put this in here because this team always manages to shoot themselves in the foot. Not this year, baby. Bonafide studs. Not an overreaction. And I think if James Paxton is healthy, they're going to have James Paxton pitching in that wild card game. And like they have a legitimate chance. Oh, like yeah. They're not taking the division. It's not happening. He's going to no-hit the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> That'd be so great. Just 21 strikeouts, no-hits the Yankees in the wild card game. Yeah. Just throw him a bunch of curveballs. Yeah, be really. Dodgers returning to form and winning the division. Yes. Yes. I got a high stakes bet on the line. I need him to do it, even though I don't like him. <laughs> Not yeah. They're they're back. They're taking it. All right. The most important thing of the All Star All Star Week: the home run derby. <laughs> Second to the celebrity softball game, of course. All right. How dare they? Disrespect. <laughs> the greatest player in the league right now. Oh, You're he's, seeding he's anything but. Reese Hoskins at number yeah. eight? Yep. Is this a joke? He's got the least amount of home runs, you goob. Because he was on the DL. 
Well, that's his he fault. Got his jaw fractured. Oh, get a get a don't have a glass jaw. Then you'll be then you'll be seventh. All right, who do you got? Jesus Aguilar versus Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins. <laughs> okay, LOL. I'll take Jesus Aguilar. Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. You're out of your mind, dude. The game's in D.C. They're going to be throwing Bryce Harper 74-mile-an-hour cheese while they're throwing fork balls to Freddie Freeman. Harper it is. Bryce Harper Harper's proven this year he, he's a choke artist. No, they're not going to shift. They're not allowed to shift him when they're shagging balls. Don't worry about it. Alex Bregman, Kyle Schwarber. Bregman. Bregman, come on, dude. Are you kidding me? Are we going? Are we opposite on all of these? No, I disagreed with you, Bregman. I'm not picking Schwarber. Muncie Baez. Can we just bean both these guys and not let them play? Like, come on. I'm going to say Muncie. I'm saying Baez. Dude's a ferocious swinger. All right. Let's see. So it would be... You would have Bregman versus Reese Hoskins. I I don't even know why I'm asking you. Hoskins. Okay. I have uh, Jesus Aguilar over Bregman. Then you have... (laughs) You have Freddie Freeman versus Muncie for some reason. Man, this... Home run derby, like I don't give a crap about the home run derby, but this is one of the weakest pools of people. Oh yeah, it's in a bad. Really long time. It's bad. This Muncie like- versus Freddie Freeman. Here we go. I mean Freeman. Okay, I'll take Harper over Javi Baez. So now you have Reese Hoskins versus Freddie Freeman in the. <laughs> I mean, was there any doubt of who I was going to say? All right, Jesus Aguilar, winner over Harper in D.C. I mean, if Reese Hoskins, if you're listening, I will pitch to you <laughs> in the home run derby. If I really try, I can crank it up to about 54. Yeah. I don't I'm know. I don't know guaranteed. where it's going to go, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> I have a shoulder injury, so I'm not guaranteeing I can get it to the plate even. But <laughs> sounds like you need to be on the DL with your shoulder and back. This is bad. All right. Our uh, reliever of the year. All right, so do uh, you want to kick it off with the uh, NL? Yeah, so as I've said a thousand times, I do mine at the beginning of the year. <laughs> My NL reliever of the year, <laughs> Wade Davis of the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well. All right, who's I'm your... Gonna... I'm going to go with a little bit of a dark horse because it probably is going to be Kenley Jansen, but I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Vasquez on the Pirates. Oh, okay. Formerly known as uh, Rivero. Rivero. He has been tearing it up the last month. I was trying to get him. Get you, trying to get you to trade him to me, I recall. Oh, no way. <laughs> I, did, I did trade you Brad Hand, though, who is. Yes. For those of you who As, don't care, I traded Giancarlo Stanton and Jamison Tyon for the stud Chris Taylor and Brad Hand. So we'll see how it goes. I think we know how it goes. Oh. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. My AO reliever of the year, Minnesota's own Addison Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. 
That is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't physically choose a Red Sox player, so I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to go with your boy, Blake Trinan. Oh, beautiful. We all know who it's going to be. It's going to be Craig Kimbrell. He's having another incredible year. That dude sucks. He's a clown. All right. Your jabroni of the week. John Mazalock, you dumbass. You're calling out Dexter Fowler while he's on paternity leave? For not for his effort? Like, are you kidding me? What a joke, dude. Like, I have a ton of respect. I mean, everyone has a ton of respect for the Cardinals organization and how they run things. And this was just like, this felt like something that the Marlins would do. Like, you call out a player who has three more years or four more years left on his contract for not putting forth enough effort while he's on paternity leave. Like, Dexter Fowler is not publicly too. that kind of player. Publicly. Without talking to him about it. Like, you talk to him afterwards. And then he backpedaled and was like, I was talking about the whole team. It's like, if you listen to that interview, there is no mistaking what he was talking about. That dude is a joke. <laughs> All right. I pulled a cat man here. I got a double jabroni of the week. Are you ready? Yeah. Reese Hoskins, jabroni with the double face shield thing. Come on, bro. Dude doesn't even... He's got his dude's jaw a, broken this year. What, what kind of a boomerang ball is going to come back and hit him in the right side of his jaw dude. when he's a right-handed batter? Get a grip, dude. What if the dude. ball bounces off? Oh, my goodness. Do some jo- head. I don't know about jaw. Do some jaw workouts or something. Get some muscle around it. Come on, dude. Join right, a hot dog do. eating contest. Next time I see you, the, the, the next yeah. thing we're going to do is I'm going to throw a ball at your face. Yeah, you can only hit me in the right side of the jaw, a.k.a. the one that's behind. <laughs> uh, impossible. Think, think someone's going to defy physics and, uh, and hit him. The other one, Manny Machado. Bro, you ain't a shortstop. I know you want to be A-Rod. A-Rod is a shortstop. Stay at third. You can't play yeah, short defensively. Yeah, the big defensively. difference was A-Rob was one of the top shortstops in the league when the whole, like, Derek Jeter, A-Rod yeah, he controversy moved happened. Because he wanted to win. And also, I mean, A-Rod, in his defense, like, probably also should have played shortstop over Derek Jeter, right? Uh, of course. Derek Jeter should have played DH every fifth day. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, Manny Machado can't back it up. He's one of the worst defensive shortstops in the league right now. And it's so frustrating because it's not like he was some ho-hum third baseman either. The dude is a stud at third base. And he just, he's worried about Mr. Manny Machado. And, I mean, Baltimore's not going to compete. But the dude's going to go into free agency and say, I'm only a shortstop. It's like, you're a clown, bro. You're giving up millions. Millions. Get A-Rod out of your ear. Yeah. Stop listening to A-Rod. Yeah. Make your own decisions. Stop being a moron. Well, I mean, he probably me, is making his is own like, decision. That's the trouble. To me, this is a huge red flag of why you don't want to sign this guy. Exactly. The dude has a mental capacity of a hot dog. Yeah. You know, get out of here, bro. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. You're stud of the week. This was an easy one. Alex Avila <laughs> pitching two scoreless innings in relief. In Colorado, 
in a 19 to 2 blowout. He certainly hits like a relief pitcher. I'll give him that. <laughs> this is your new Shohei Otani. Oh, God. He just has to get on Atkins or whatever and then learn how to hit, and he'll be good. What an embarrassing stud of the week. The real stud of the week. I started the hashtag Justice for Jed campaign. Jed Lowry, all-star Jed Lowry. There were some rumblings that Glaber Torres recused himself because he knew he didn't deserve to start over the one and only double ear flap Jed Lowry in the all-star game. And I believe were it. Those rumors, were those rumors started by the fact that Glaber Torres went on the DL before the all-star game? Lineups were announced. Yeah, he put himself because he knew. There's no secrets in 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 the show, dude. He knew. He's like, nah, I can't. The dude's the dude's too much of a stud. Glaber Torres absolutely deserves to start over Jed Lowry in the All Star game. Said one Yankees fan. The rest of the said <laughs> millions of voters. <laughs> I'm happy that he's there. How, how can you hate Reese Hoskins? And Jed Lowry wears that double dumb ear flap thing. Because he plays for the A's, dude. They're they're fiscally efficient. He's got one helmet. He don't need two helmets. Reese Hoskins that, has that. a double face guard, dude. He looks like an idiot. He looks like Jed a three year old like who 30... wants to be who wants to be a <laughs> like a warrior on Halloween, okay? He looks like a jackass. Jed Lowry is a forty two year old man that's dressed like a little leaguer. He's a badass. Doesn't matter. The dude rakes, okay? Reese Hoskins has and like six only... home runs. You put him in the derby. Get out of here, dude. I can't I can't wait till they trade him and then his new team discovers the secret that the Astros already know too well is he's unable unable to play in any other team. <laughs> <laughs> Reese Hoskins is the twenty eighteen Logan Morrison, okay? Get out of here, dude. You can't hit six homers and be in the be, be in the bracket. Uh I am going. What if the what if Reese Hoskins takes one off the right side of his jaw in the home run derby, and because they never wore their helmets? What Just what get, is all this Reese Hoskins hate coming from? Because you love Why him so you... much, and I love to get your goat. That's basically it. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Uh, very believable. We ran out of time, but we got we we. I had a whole thing prepared for Matt Harvey. We'll oh, get okay. To you next week. Beautiful. Stay tuned for the Reds' fifth pitcher update next next week. <laughs> Future Yankees game one starter. Oh, that'd be incredible. All right. The, the Dark Knight returns. We thank you for tuning in to episode 28 of the Baseball Podcast. We will be streaming on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBaseballPC and visit our website, TheBaseballPC.com. Thank you. Later.